Yo, yo, yo. This is Archim Brumbutt, your new face of Atlanta Sports Podcast. And this is the Bird Talk Network. This podcast will talk about everything between the Falcons, Hawks, Braves, and Atlanta United. Uh, we're going to try every other day, every two days, to drop an episode. We for sure going to get episodes out for, you know, pre-game days, post-games, uh, when the Hawks and Braves, are, you know, they play almost every day. So we're going to, you know, try getting one episode dedicated just to them each week to talk about what games have happened, what games going to happen. Uh, this episode, we're going to talk about almost every team, definitely all the teams. We're going to talk about our overview uh, what we think about if if teams are off season, what they've been doing in the off season, what we liked about it, if they're in the post or if they're in the regular season, we're gonna talk about what's coming up for them, and yeah, so hopefully y'all stick around, hopefully y'all enjoy this. Please leave a review, a like, whatever you want to do to help grow this network. Hoping to collab with other podcasts, hoping to make friends with other podcasters and other personalities in the Atlanta sports world, and hopefully you're just here. For- Join along on the ride. So we're going to go ahead and, you know, get going. We're going to talk about the Falcons, the, your new Atlanta Falcons, new face. You got a new uh, general manager in Terry. You got a new coaching staff, Arthur Smith, Dean Pease. What are we going to do this year? I mean, we, we, we got what, one game left in preseason, and then we got regular season in about two weeks. Got the Cleveland Browns this Sunday. I'll be there. Uh, if you guys are there, you know, let me know. We come meet up for show. And so we got, you know, going through this preseason. Hasn't been that eventful. We had a couple, you know, signing, couple cuts that, you know, not game changing, but, you know, it kind of shows that this new regime's not playing around at all. One of the names is JV on Hawkins, you know, undrafted running back, you know, uh, from Louisville. Had a bit of hype to him. A lot of people saying he could have like a Kamara-style uh, effect to the game where you can do a little check down to him. He's going to make a play work for you out the backfield, you know. I had hope for him. I thought he could become something nice. I had a, When I was doing my mock drafts, I kept drafting him, you know, 6th, 7th round because I wanted to for sure have him on this team. I was excited for him. It sucks that he left. It sucks because I think it could have been something nice. I don't really like this running back court. We'll get to that in a different episode when we – you know, make our Atlanta Falcons preview, but I don't, I, this running back court just seems slack to me, no, no disrespect to Mike Davis, Cordell Patterson, Quadro Olison, all them boys, but um, I just don't think we have a running back court that will stand out to make a playoff push that we need to make, you know, like this, you look at the rest of the, our division, you got Fournette, Ronald Jones, and I feel like they just got somebody else, and you got... Christian McCaffrey, and you got Alvin Kamara. I think is Latavius Murray still with the Saints? So that you got all these big wide receiver cores. Uh, granted, the rest of the team might not be right, but the run game will get you a far away. And Arthur Smith, he relied on that run game when he was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee. Now it helps you got Derrick Henry, who is <laughs> just a demigod, you know. But still, it was a, he, he had the zone blocking he did to help the running backs you know, established that run game and made Ryan Tannehill's job easier when he wants to start passing the ball around because you got to worry about the run game. Mike Davis, he's a good running back too. Cordell, he's not a true natural running back. You could run him third downs, maybe fourth down on a trick play, but he's not going to get the job done as a running back too. As a wide receiver, he could, he'll be great. You know, if you could put him in different – I like him because you could put him in different personnel. You could put him out in the backfield. You could put him out on the, uh, out wide as a wide receiver. You could put him anywhere. He's going to work, but – 
we don't have that. We don't have that one running back that's going to change a game around. You know, granted, Mike Davis had a great game against us last year, but who didn't? You know, <laughs> who didn't have a good rushing game against us? And, and I mean, we can't even. We don't even know because we haven't seen any starters play in the preseason. The Browns game, we're going to hopefully see, you know, a few drives out of the first team, but we haven't seen nothing. And you know, we got Kyle Pitts on that offense now. That's a generational talent. A generational talent. You're not going to get somebody else like that in the next few years. And I'm happy we passed up on getting a quarterback to get him because Matt got another two to three years. Because guess what? If Matt don't work, you got, you, your quarterback comes out of trees. They come out of trees working. You can get a quarterback coming in from some random university because you had all these South Dakota State universities, Carson Wentz and Trey Lance is coming out. There's another quarterback over there. I can't recognize his name, but you got another quarterback coming out of there. Quarterbacks come out in like out of out of trees, like branches, and someone's going to be there. And you're going to be mad because you missed, you missed on Kyle Pitts because you wanted to have somebody who can sit on the bench for a year or two, you know? So Kyle Pitts, he's going to change his offense. It's going to be nice. I trust his offense between Arthur Smith. Going to the defense, I like the defense. I like it because of one man, Dean Pease. We're sending eight every game. Granted, our our pass rush during the preseason has been looking great. We're getting to the quarterback. Granted, you know, we could fix some things up, you know. We haven't seen exactly a full starting 11 back there in the defense, but we can, you know, we get into the quarterback. And that's what DMP's whole philosophy is, is to get to the quarterback. He used the Chiefs game as last year as a perfect example. We got the Patrick Mahomes, we forced him to make bad throws. We should have won that game. And he knows we should have won. And you guys know we should have won. And I know we should have won that game. But that's just, you know. This is how his philosophy is. He wants to send as many people as he can at the quarterback, force you to block more people than you got to. Because quarterback's coming. If you're going at a quarterback with pressure, he's going to cough up the ball a couple of times, and he's going to make a bad throw eventually. Because you got to force it if you're going. If we, if we could take an early lead, he's going to have to force it. He's going to lead to interceptions. You know? We're going to miss a couple of players. We're going to miss Keanu O'Neal. We're going to miss Ricardo Allen. Huh? Not really Ricardo Allen, but it's a Keanu Neal, but we're going to miss some people. But I have hopes. I have hopes for this team. We could finish second in division. I think at best we could finish second in this division. Looking at a wild card spot. Maybe not playoffs, but looking at a wild card spot. Not talking about a team that's looking to make the playoffs. We're moving on to the Braves. They've been red hot. They've been red hot. What were they? Nine, ten games back on the Mets? Now look at them. Four and a half games ahead of the Phillies. And the Phillies aren't even looking bright. They, they just lost Reese Hopkins for for the rest of the year. You know, Bryce Harper's not going to be able to do it all himself. Mets, you know, they, they're they chanting fire Rojas over there. You know, so there's, there's nothing the Braves can do. They just lost two games against the Yankees. Now, granted, we lost two games against the Yankees. And we didn't lose any positioning in the division. But, you know... That those two Yankee games, they weren't bad games. They weren't bad games at all. You had decent pitching that got you through. Granted, you can't. It's Giancarlo Stanton. You know he makes a home run look so effortless. But we we showed that we can keep up with them. We can keep up with them with the batting power. We lost Acuna, but we brought in Jock Peterson, Jorge Soler, um, Adam Duvall. You know, Richard Rodriguez looks amazing as a relief. He needs to be the full time closer. Move Will Smith down. Move everybody down. Put Richard Rodriguez at the at the clo- permanent closure spot. 
Because it's, it's looking dominant, this team. We're going to make the playoffs for sure. There's nothing that's going to stop us from making the playoffs. Like I said, the Phillies have had their own problems. Now the Mets always going to have their problems eventually, no matter. No one believed their hype when they were first place. You know. Freeman's playing at MVP level. Riley's playing at MVP level. Swanson's the best shortstop in the division right now. Take that, Lindor. There's nothing stopping this team from making a playoff. Granted, now looking into the playoffs, that's going to be a different story. October baseball is always a different type of baseball. And key to us being successful is the same thing that lost us last year. We need, we need to make runs. We need solid pitching. Can Will Smith close games out for us? Can AJ Minter, you know, get a couple holds for us? We have to see. Cause we're not gonna have Soroka. Can Freed stay healthy? Can Morton keep this momentum going? Can Tuki, you know, pick it up a little bit? He's young, you know. You can't give him slack. But it's playoffs, and this is a top team that's gonna be first place in the NL East. We need something out of that. Well, we'll we'll see where that goes with the Braves. Like I said, it's going to be a short episode. We're just going to talk about the Hawks and then Elaine United, and we're going to go ahead and bounce out for the first episode. Moving on with the Hawks. Cut fresh off for Eastern Conference Finals. Trey playing like an MVP in those playoffs. Teams finally believing in us. We've been telling people. I've seen Hawks Twitter. I've, me personally, I've seen everybody. We were saying we were going to be a sixth seed, fifth seed. We are going to be up there. I guess we went and got that. We went against the Knicks. They said, you're going to lose to the Knicks in four. What momentum did the Knicks have? They didn't have any momentum at all on us. We went out, we won in five. They said, oh, yeah, 76ers in four. We showed hard out there. We showed hard out there. Even with the game that Trey didn't play, we had hard out there. Hawks in six. The Bucks, they won the dang NBA Finals. You can't, you can't knock the Hawks for that. We took, them, we took them as far as we could. And now we go out, we get Jalen Johnson. We go out, we get, um, you know, we get uh, Georgie Dang, who could be a good veteran presence. He's going to have the same effect that Tony Snell has. You're barely going to see him on the court, but he's going to be there, to, you know. If you need somebody to get some, like, aggression on the court, he's going to be there for you. But, like I said, I don't expect anything less from the Hawks this upcoming year. Herder's going to stay hot. DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish, they can only go up from there. They're still young. John Collins, still young. He just signed his new contract. He's going to be happy while he's balling. Capella's still going to be a dog. Trey's been working ever since he got eliminated. He went straight into the lab working on his shit or stuff. My apologies. There's no reason the Hawks can't get at least fifth seed this year. No reason for them to get fifth seed. Now, the East got stronger, but there's no reason they shouldn't get fifth seed this year. Without a doubt. Moving on to Atlanta United, we're going to have a preview show of Atlanta United on Saturday morning. But what can I say about a four-game winning streak? You now have Bonita coming in to manage the team. Valentino still going to be a part of the coaching staff, and which is rightfully so. He just won you 12 points This in a, in a league that you need every point you can. That already gets us close, tied for a playoff spot, you know? Valentino probably got his information from Panita while he was managing, but granted, you needed somebody like that to stick around because he knows the players and the players love him. And it shows on the field that the players love him. Now, we're losing Santiago Sosa, who was one of the most key players to this team in the midfield. He drops back to the center backs, defends well, and then carries the ball forward. He needs to carry the ball on his feet a lot more than he does, but 
he does what he can, you know. Now he has a stamina where he can only go, what, 60, 70 minutes. And it showed in the beginning of the season when he let runs right past him and he couldn't catch up. He could, like, he, you could tell he was trying to, but he just couldn't catch up. And that's one. And now he has a lingering issue where you could blame if it's the after effects of Heinz or you could just say it's how Santiago Sosa is, you know. But hopefully we come out five minutes in a row. Hopefully we come out with a playoff spot by the end of the weekend. But we'll talk about that on Saturday morning. Like I said, short show today. We're going to have a much longer shows in the future. Just wanted to give a, my overview thoughts of what's going on in Atlanta sports. You know, what what I where I think we stand at. And with that being said, I'll see you Saturday morning. Have a good night, Atlanta.